0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday, March 18th. I know it's been a couple days. I had technical issues on Tuesday. I had to take uh, uh, my daughter and granddaughter back to the airport on Wednesday. So, uh, hey, missed a couple days, but glad to be back uh, today with you. Hopefully, no technical difficulties today because we've got unemployment coming out. Uh, We got some earnings that, uh, hey, look pretty good, actually. And so, we'll talk about that and more coming up next with dave but remember before we do that if you don't know exactly how much risk you have in your portfolio that should be concerning to you give us a call at 863-382-0037 so we can walk you through the process of determining exactly what your risk number is and how much risk you have in your current portfolio all right folks dave's coming up next looking forward to it
1: point Cindy Lopper is there. Good morning. They call me Morning Dave. It's 840 now. That's 20 before 9. It's time to check in and see what your money's doing. Philip Statler is back on the line from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you?
0: Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well this morning. Hey, enjoy that little little coolness in the air today, and I understand we'll have a little bit more of that the rest of the week.
1: Yeah, the 12 hours is only expected to be running in like uh, mid-70s temperatures, so that's going to be a real pleasant race day with just a light breeze. And the chance of rain as the front comes through tonight is only about 15%, so even night practice might be okay with it. So I have no issues whatsoever with temperatures in the 70s.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you one bit. I- I'm enjoying it. And this could be this could be our last hurrah.
1: It it very well could be, so I'm perfectly happy to take that. Uh, Let me see here. I'm looking at markets from yesterday. We had the Federal Reserve report at 2 p.m. that they're going to hold steady. No indication that we're planning on increasing interest rates. And As a matter of fact, uh, your read and what they said was that they're actually going to keep them steady until, like, 2023. And the uh, market's like that. We set a new all-time record close for the Dow, 33,015, up almost 190 points. Standard & Poor's had a new intraday high. It closed up 11 to 39.74. NASDAQ was up. It still got about 500 points before it sets a new record. It was up by 53, at least for the second half of the day yesterday. Everybody was kind of happy with Chairman Powell, weren't they?
0: Yeah, they really were. And I was kind of concerned at the beginning of the day as I was watching because because we were in the red, at least the NASDAQ was – Uh, was was fairly well in the red until Powell came out with the interest rate numbers. And uh, and then we saw that bounce, and we finished strong for the day, uh, which I I was glad to see. I was a little concerned there. Uh, But uh, we're not following through today, though, Dave.
1: Uh, no, I'm afraid we're not going to have a good report on NASDAQ stocks when we get to that part today. Yeah, the the uh, job the, the housing starts figures were not positive yesterday. We expected a rebound on one of them, and we didn't get much of a rebound on either one of them. It was kind of a meh, lackluster day. And uh, uh, those interest rate stocks, though, really liked the uh, the reassurance that at the very least the government wasn't going to be pushing their interest rates up. Well, uh, it doesn't. Much because this morning, all of a sudden, the interest rates are on the way back up again heavily, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they're a big time. And you're talking about housing starts. You, you're right. They were off from the month before. But even worse than that, Dave, they were off from what everybody expected, too. Um, so, so that wasn't good. And, and you got to think with interest rates going up, how is that going to affect housing starts next month? Um granted, you can still get a 30-year mortgage for um, a 3%, 3.2, um, which, is, which is great, but, but it's up off the 2.65 it had been.
1: Yeah, it's it's still dirt cheap, but it's nowhere near as dirt cheap as it was. Yeah, I I was kind of thinking that the housing starts itself the decline last month might be explicable by the crummy weather they had across the southern tier of states and the northern tier is always off during the winter, but the permits also being off didn't help a bit either because uh, we always look if starts are down at the very least, the permits indicate future plans, and they were off, too. So it was a, it was a really crummy report yesterday morning. We needed a positive Powell press conference.
0: Yeah, we, we did. We got that, which helped us bounce off of those, those lows um, for the day. So, so that was good. The, the other thing, you know, we talk about housing starts and interest rates. The other mm-hmm. thing, folks, uh, maybe they don't realize the correlation, but as, as, as interest rates go down, the price of real estate goes up. So it also has a reverse effect, right? As interest rates start to go up on mortgages, you'll see housing prices start to fall back down a little bit because it's, it's basically the mortgage payment is going to be the mortgage payment. And so that's what we have to keep in, in, in mind as we move throughout the rest of this year
1: once again, it gets into that point of there's two sides to every coin. We're sitting here saying the increase in uh, rates is creaming NASDAQ, but at the same time, we've got a whole school of people that are saying that the run-up on housing values has been getting ridiculous. Housing is getting less affordable. A run-up in interest rates will cap that run-up in home values and make it, you know, and and prevent that uh, that run-up in housing values and hence housing prices. So yeah, there's Two sides to every coin. If you're saying that home values are going up too fast to be able to afford a home, you're kind of cheering for a little uptick in interest rates to put a cap on that.
0: Exactly. But the mortgage payment's going to be the mortgage payment, right? Either way.
1: Exactly. Uh, the other federal data dump that came out this morning. Thank you. I hadn't even thought of that, but you're absolutely right. And it is another school of thought in there. Uh, we get our usual Thursday jobless claim report. The uh, market was expecting 700,000 first, uh, 700, first-time jobless claims. Came in at 770, and my reaction to that, outside of being a big miss, worse yet, it was an increase from last week, and we weren't expecting that.
0: Exactly right. It was a huge increase and a huge miss. I mean, they expected 700,000. We came in at 770, and the week before, we were at 712, and I think the week before that, if I remember right, we were at 730. So um, that's a a pretty big jump, and I I would think, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, Uh, But but I got to think that that's probably uh, a four week high or at least a three week high number um, as we look back over the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, it's definitely trending in the wrong direction over the last couple, three. That's for sure. Continuing claims were a miss over what the market expected. Uh, they were expecting about 4.07 million continuing claims. We got 4.12 million. At the very least, that number declined by eighteen uh, by, by a few. So uh, at least that one's going in the right direction, even though it was a miss.
0: Yeah, it did miss. And, and I got to tell you, Dave, that's a pretty small decline from last month. Uh, yep. Or last week, rather. So, but it but it is going down and not up, which is which is a good sign. We'll have to continue to keep the eye on that, um, as well as just the interest rate numbers.
1: Absolutely, And the interest rate numbers probably are the things driving the market most today because uh, the ten-year Treasury bill closed last night at one point six two one percent. And as of the last reading I saw go across my news ticker, it's up over 1.75 percent a few minutes ago. And that, that definitely messes with the interest-sensitive stocks that are living on bonds and interest.
0: Oh, you're right. It definitely, definitely puts a hurting on them. And, and that's why we continue to see the, um, the NASDAQ get hurt so bad.
1: Absolutely. And the other thing, of course, that I keep bringing up is when you see the yields on federal bonds going up, that's that's going to uh, have a bad, deleterious effect on potential tax rate increases in the future because that increases the cost of federal borrowing, too, which nobody really wants to see at the moment after we just shot another $1.9 trillion into the hopper.
0: You're so right, man. You are so right. And and right now, I'm looking at a 10-year Treasury yield up a tenth of a percent. That's that's a huge move when we're talking about the uh, the 10-year Treasury.
1: You don't do 10 basis points in one day without somebody sitting up and taking notice, do you?
0: No, you you don't. And so now, you know, the 30-year rate has gone to two and a half. So it's uh, yeah, it's going to become an issue across the board.
1: I expect so. Uh, some of the companies still reporting at the end of earnings season, and you actually got a couple of household names that reported this morning, didn't you?
0: I do. Got a lot of retail, a lot of retail coming in right here at the end of earnings season. Well, let's start off with Dollar General that are popping up all over the place, uh, but they uh, they had a little issue. They they missed uh, by, oh. uh, yeah, they did. They missed by about ten cents a share, and so uh, the earnings came in at two sixty two. Their revenue exceeded expectations, and their same-store sales did better than expected also. But that's uh, those things aren't helping their miss any. They're down uh, 5% this morning, and they closed down 3% yesterday. So that's an 8% slide here in the last two days.
1: Gosh, they might build maybe ten or 15,000 fewer stores next year, huh?
0: <laughs> that's right. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> so the other one we have is Signet Jewelers, which is the, uh, I think that's the uh, K Jewelers, Jarrett Jewelers, that group of, of jewelry stores. Um, they beat by about a little over 60 cents a share, and they uh, revenue came in above estimates as well as they had some strong uh, same-store sales numbers. They are up uh, almost 7.5% this morning. They'll open at a new 52-week high by by a significant number. Um And then I like this one. This is the first quarter Petco has been public. It went public in January. And so they reported a 17 cents a share profit. That was six cents better than expected. Revenue beat the estimates. Same store sales were up 17%. Um, So some good news there. They're up 6.7% this morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little bump there. The got uh, nice,
1: just, got nice people in our Petco store too. Here, if they, they screen their it. employees nationally the way they do here, it's a good company.
0: And it's a nice store. I enjoy going in it. Charlie likes mm-hmm. going in it too. So, uh, so I got two more retailers for you. Five below, you know, that's the place. I always thought it was just a cold store, but but it's not. It's everything's below five dollars. you know, once you walk in there, you realize that um, they uh, they beat estimates by nine cents a share. Uh, revenue beat forecast uh they had a 14 percent jump in same store sales so it sounds to me like they're killing it uh they're up 3.2 percent this morning and if they open to where they are right now they'd be at a new 52 week high the last retailer i have for you is kind of a high-end deal williams and sonoma they uh they beat uh, significantly too by oh, not quite 60 cents a share The uh, revenue came in ahead of forecast. Uh, They said that they've been helped because people are spending more time at home. They're finding those little projects and little things they need. And so they're ordering online, and that's helped them out significantly today. They also announced an 11% increase in their dividend and a billion-dollar share repurchase agreement. Um, so, uh, yeah. I think, big I think the Corner
1: Office wants their stock going up, right?
0: You think so? Uh, up <laughs> 12% this morning. 12%. That's
1: a, yeah. That's a perfect storm, isn't it?
0: Yeah, uh, exactly.
1: Resetting the table. Update on Wall Street yesterday: closing record for the Dow, intraday record for the S and P, and an up day on Nasdaq. Although the way they've been beating up, they've uh, got a few hundred points to go before they get into record territory. Doesn't look like Nasdaq's going to make any progress in that direction today. Philip, which direction are we going? Forty-five minutes
0: early. All the indexes are in the red this morning and you're right the Nasdaq is getting hammered uh down about 1.7% this morning that's a you know they need some little piece of good news today to uh to buoy them up this morning uh we got the S&P 500 down uh, uh, almost 7 tenths of a percent and we can really call the Dow Jones 30 even right now it's down a whole $4 and so uh wow. Yep. Everything's in the red as well as when I flip over the commodity side, we've got silver up. uh, Oh, it's up about seven tenths of a percent. Gold is flat. Crude oil. Dave, you need to do a happy dance now because crude oil is down 1% to $63.90 a barrel.
1: Yep, under 64, that gets a little bit better. Overseas markets, Asia had a good time off of our results yesterday, especially probably off our uh, interest rate decision from the Fed. Uh, Their markets were all up over a half a percent, some of them as much as one and a quarter percent. Europe is looking at our futures and going, what the heck? they got a real mixed bag. England is off by about eighteen hundredths of a percent. France is up by about the same amount. So it's a mixed bag over there this morning. Philip, it takes planning. It takes... uh, uh, sometimes neutralize because we all get biased by our own choices on investments. How do I get a hold of your neutralized to make sure my retirement is secure?
0: Then they can give us a call at 863 382 0037. Also, visit our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend. It's an abbreviated schedule, but we got 6 a.m. Uh, for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. Saturday. You can listen to us as you go into the races, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730.
1: All righty, and back here again tomorrow to see how the weekend's how the weekend's going to begin for us on Wall Street. Philip, thank you so much. I will catch you tomorrow morning, all right?
0: All right, man, you have a great day.
1: Thank you much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope that your week is going well. Uh, I know the market's not necessarily cooperating a little bit today, but uh, but maybe maybe there'll be some good news uh, pops out of there and they'll they'll end up in the green light like they did yesterday. So, hey, if you don't know how much risk you have in your portfolio, with these ups and downs we're seeing, especially if you are already retired or you are thinking about retirement in the next five to 10 years. Risk is your biggest enemy. Give us a call at eight, six, three, three, eight, two. Zero zero three seven. Again, that number is eight six three three eight two zero zero three seven. Have a great day. I look forward to you joining me again tomorrow. Bye now. <sighs>